Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. And now, Financial Renaissance with the M's. Buenos dias, etc., etc., etc. What I'm trying to say is, whatever language you speak, I'm saying good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I know we've got people watching us from all over the world. Good afternoon to my family in Surrey, England, uh, London, England, to my Haitian family, to my Costa Rican family, to my Jamaican family and friends, and my friends and family all over these, this here United States of America. I know. Some of you are actually awake in California, and I appreciate you for being up at 7 a.m. to watch me. Um, got a great, great show for us today. Um, my name is Emma Folks. I'm a certified financial planner by day and defender of the middle class and the lower 99 at night and on the weekends. I should be wearing a cape, okay, because I see what's coming. I want to say, you know, we got the, the, the holidays coming up. Our holidays started yesterday, okay? We had, a, we had a Friendsgiving. I was up way too late yet again, but I'm going to blame Katrina uh, Bloodworth. I'm going to blame Debrinka, Kelly and Lucy, the usual suspects. Yes, and Renee and Brian, you too are in with this. And also, I uh, wanted to say hello to Ayana, Shakur, Brittany, and Dustin. Um, you know, in Atlanta, Atlanta is one of those transient cities where you have people from all over the country and all over the world that converge here because we've got technology. We've got a lot of industry here in Atlanta. And so there's a lot of us that don't have our natural born biological families with us. But the beautiful thing about the holidays is it's not the family that you were born with that you can kick it with. Sometimes it's the family that you created. And that's what we did last night. We had our first, my first Friendsgiving, and it was incredible. I ate too much. I ate so much that when we got home, all I could do was hold my stomach and go look at my wife and say, why did you let me do that? <laughs> why did you let me eat so much? I told you I was full. So, you know, one of the things uh, that I think we need to think about also about the holidays is the holiday times uh, causes a lot of stress for people, a lot of anxiety. You know, you're trying to do your job, you know, get ready to, to, to leave for a couple of days. You've got those stressors. Then you have the stressors of your actual family. You know, people that are going to either rub you the wrong way, bring up topics that you don't like, things like that. And what I have to say is we've had probably, you know, from 2008 till now or 2007 till now, we have, we've had about 12 years of discomfort politically in our country. And this is the time to try to mend these wounds that we have, okay? Uh, on today's show, I will be talking about 5G. I will be talking about the way that the world is going to change. And so if we're still so divided by race and by politics and things like that, we're missing the ball. We're focusing on like elementary stuff. We're focused on childish stuff instead of focusing on our future. So after the break, we're going to be talking about 5G and how it's going to change the world. We're going to, I'm going to tell you about Al Gore, our old vice president, and how he considers uh, what he considers the biggest investment opportunity of our time. But coming up directly after the break, wake up your business owner friends. I'm going to tell you how to make your business recession proof. And we are back live on Sensation Station Network. Uh, this is Financial Renaissance with the M's, and you are listening to us on SSNATL.com. Or if you're watching us on Facebook, go to, in the search section, go to Sensation Station Network, 
hit the thing, hit the like, and then you can watch the show in all its full production value. Uh, you can also watch me um, on Instagram sometimes, uh, Facebook, of course, and Twitter. You can follow me um, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at Emma News Money. And we keep um, all the old shows. You can go to Sensation Station Network and see the old shows or also on my YouTube page, Emma Knows Money. Now, if you want to join in the conversation and you don't want your friends and family to clown you by the questions you're asking, you can text us at 678-613-5857. And I think even today I will be willing to take a call, but you also have to be bold and be able to deal with whatever responses that I give you. All right. So you can call us or text us at uh, 678-613-5857. All right. Let's talk. Um, I had a meeting this week with the um, Small Business Administration. Okay, um, and I was asking them questions about uh, what will happen when we hit an economic downturn. Will business owners still be able to get the financing needed to expand their businesses, things of that nature? And what I found was, or what I found out, or what I learned was that when the economy goes down, when the um, when interest rates go down and banks don't want to lend, what helps them lend and gives them the confidence to lend to the average person on Main Street is having that guarantee by the Small Business Administration. So if you have, a, if your credit score is not up to, I think it's 680, let's just call it the high sixes, this is the time to start working on that. Because as a business owner or a person thinking about getting into business, uh, if you can get your credit scores up, uh, the Small Business Administration will guarantee your loan. So it'll make things easier for you to get a loan to expand your business, things of that nature. The best time to expand expand is when everybody else is contracting. So let's look at uh, what the Small Business Administration recommends. There's 14 things. Um, number one is watch your inventories carefully, but don't hold down onto them so tight that you lose sales. Um, monitor your cash flow diligently. And here's where forecasting comes into place. Make sure that you're, you're forecasting your monthly um, expenditures and also um, incomes, the receivables that are coming in, to make sure that you're going to have enough receivables uh, to manage the expenses uh, and other expenditures that you're planning on. Um, and make sure you separate the nice things to do from the have-to-dos. Focus on the things that you have to do first and then you know maybe do some of those nice things to do. Figure out ways to reduce or stretch your debt and build up your capital reserves. Again, capital reserves is on the business side. Cash reserves is on the personal side. It's for emergencies and opportunities. Get aggressive with collections. That's right. For all you accounts receivables people, make sure that you are getting those dollars in because when the recession hits, people are going to come up with 50 million reasons as to why they can't pay you. Um, in a related vein, look really hard at kind of your capital spending. So you may want to consider delaying the purchase of some high-ticket items or expansion plans until after you kind of get a feel for what's going to be happening with the economy. Now, this is a great time to strengthen your relationships with bankers, okay? Let your lenders know what your company's financial position is. Start working with bankers now so they can help put you in a position to be able to borrow from them. Now, you also want to look for some 
some opportunities to reduce any type of rented space that you have. So that means that you could also look at subleasing. If you've got an extra office, you know, with just a copier and a coffee machine in, you could look at um, at using that and renting that out to someone. Um, on the other side of the commercial break, we're going to get into some of the other things that you can do to recession-proof your uh, business. If you have questions, go ahead and drop those comments in the comment section. See you on the other side. We are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. I am your host, Emma Folks, Certified Financial Planner. On Financial Renaissance with the M's, we do something a little special. It's not your normal financial show. So I'm going to take the things that are happening in Washington, things that are happening on Wall Street that are going to impact us here on Main Street. And what I, what I call Main Street is the lower 99% of income earners in our country. Okay, the top 1%, I'm not talking to you. You got your stuff set up i'm talking to people that don't have that luxury okay so um before the break i was talking about what's going to be happening um with the economic downturn now if you are listening to us live on ssnatl.com and you want to watch the show i want you to go to facebook go to sensation station network and you can watch the live show in all of its full production value Good morning, Edith. All right. And I want to say thank you to all my friends and family on the West Coast in Costa Rica, in England, everybody that woke up this morning to watch me. I like you have no idea. I am I'm so honored. <laughs> okay. All right. So for business owners, survival tips for managing your business during an economic downturn. And again, when the economy goes bad or or does a downturn, it you also have to look at it as an opportunity for a come up. Okay, sometimes you kind of trim the fat a little bit because you know that it's going to catapult you into a different stratosphere, um, whether it's personally or business-wise. So the first few were to watch your inventories carefully. Um, the other one is to monitor your cash flow very diligently and start forecasting. Make sure that the the uh, that you have the receivables that are coming in will take care of the expenditures that you're going to have going out. Make sure that you do the have-to-dos before you even consider doing the nice things to do look for ways to reduce or stretch out your debt and build up your capital reserves that means cash reserves for your business get aggressive with collections um, look at ways of reining in or or look to just kind of delay big expenditure spending and then strengthen some of your relationships with banks now um, now is the time to be aggressive prudently aggressive in the marketplace so you want to actively seek out new businesses or even look at hiring a new salesperson or two or bring on an extra staff person well why would you want to do that if the economy is going to be going down well I'll explain all of that the other thing you don't want to do is skimp on service and quality by being understaffed so when the economy gets tight your competitors may look at trimming the fat but the way they're going to do that is by letting people go when they let people go their service levels are going to go down don't be that person strategize on how to build your customer base and induce current customers to raise revenues okay um, good service cannot be overstressed so what that means is you know make sure that the people that are working with you understand to smile and uh, I think we had this conversation last night about Chick-fil-A. Somebody didn't like the for your pleasure or your pleasure or something like that. Just say thank you or you're welcome or whatever. But make sure your staff understands that they have to smile even when they're on the phone because we can hear the hello. We can hear that over the phone. Hello is different from good morning. 
yeah, make them smile, put a mirror in front of their face. Um, historically, a lot of businesses look at um, the economic downturn as a time to reduce advertising and also promotional expenditures. That is not the time to do it. The time to really want to uh, put money towards advertising dollars is going to be when the economy turns around, okay? When the economy is down, that's when people need to know about you. Another mistake that people usually make uh, during recessionary times is they reduce training budgets. So don't reduce the training budgets of your staff. Get them trained so that they are ahead of everybody else, okay? Uh, a market downturn is just a slowdown to get ready for the next come up. Everything that goes down has to come back up. And the other thing is get inv employees involved. Um, one of the things I learned early on during the dot-com or the after effects of the dot-com bubble was there was a business owner, um, and I'll say your name, Blue Marble Media, um, was a company that I knew of, and they were the first people that I saw that reduced their salaries. These were business owners. They reduced their salaries to keep their people on. But you can also get your employees uh, involved and tell them, hey, can we figure out ways to reduce our costs by 15% so we don't have to lay anyone off? Like, you really want to talk to your employees about this. Now, uh, I want to say good morning to the black business owners um, and also to to, oh, that's one of the groups, excuse me, Black Business Owners Connected. Good morning to you all. And if you have any questions, feel free to drop your questions in the comment section, or you can text us or call at 678-613-5857. Uh, coming up on the other side of the commercial break, we're talking 5G, and we're also going to be talking about my top five news stories of the week. Whether it's the weekend or weekday, there's always something sensational happening on SSNATL.com. Radio not dumbed down since day one. And we are back on Financial Renaissance with the M's. You are listening to us live on Sensation Station Network. Lots of good things happening with our station. We are the number one digital urban station. I'm going to say it's in the world. I don't care where it is. Um, that's right. That's right. That's right. All good. <laughs> Listen, um, we talked about um, what would be happening for business owners if a recession were to happen. But now let's look, let's fast forward a couple of years. You know, one of the things that I, I talk about on the show is paying attention to your career, paying attention to your job and looking at jobs that may not be here anymore. In, and it's a human thing to be conservative, right? Some of us are conservative in nature, and I'm not talking about politically. I, I don't care about politics. But conservative in nature means that you liked uh, you like things the way that they are because that's your comfort zone and that's the way things have always been. So conservative people will tend to stay in the towns, um, uh, towns that they were born in, things like that, and they may not want to go to the big city or venture out or become comfortable with um, technology, like my mother, for instance. <laughs> So I want to say good morning to my mom, and I want to say thank you for finally getting rid of that flip phone and getting your new uh, smartphone. The family appreciates you, and you're making our life a million times easy. Now, for everyone else, 
um, you have to look at what's happening in the world around you. So every time we move forward in our world, you know, the industrial age, the agricultural age, all these different ages, there's a group of people that don't want to move forward or they believe it's evil or demonic or devilish, etc. But, you know, this cart or this horse has already left the barn. We just have to figure out now how to take advantage of it. Um, want to say uh, good morning to the Black Wealth Financial Freedom Group, uh, Black Business Club of Atlanta, and also Black-owned businesses. Uh, good morning to you all. And again, if you have any questions or thoughts, comments, drop them in the comment section. Now, um, 5G is something we've been hearing a little bit about. Not everybody understands it. I think AT&T is going to be one of the first companies coming out with it, and they're going to be rolling this out throughout various cities, usually the major cities first. But what I want you to think about when it comes to 5G is this technology is going to spawn an intelligent ecosystem of connected devices harvesting massive amounts of data that will change the way we live and work. It will be incredibly fast, stable, and versatile. So think about, again, the way 4G changed the way that we live our lives now. I never, I very rarely go food shopping, okay? When I want fast food or when I need dinner, we need to eat out. We don't go eat out. We have dinner brought in to us. So there's all these different gig economy things. If we want to go visit someone, you know, we jump in an Uber or, or a Lyft. Um, if we know we're going to be drinking, things of that nature, or parking is going to be tight. So when you're thinking about 5G, I want you to think of 4G, but 10 times faster, okay? Don't know what that means to you? You can download movies in a blink of an eye, okay? Now, data transfer speeds are going to be faster, but also it's going to reduce latency. And latency is the time that it takes for information to travel from one place and then back and forth. So this is going to link people, things, everything seamlessly together at one time. So we can refer to 5G as the special generation because it can't be compared to 4G or 3G, which were designed mainly for kind of mobile phones, things of that nature. 5G is going to transform our lives. It's going to control our homes, our cars, everything from a single device and productivity um, is also going to increase as an industry because of the way things are going to be automated. We cannot stop this from happening. It is the future. So if you're a business owner, you need to be thinking, hmm, how am I going to take advantage of 5G so I don't get left behind? If you're not a business owner and you're an employee, you need to be thinking, hmm, how is my, my, my owner, the company I work for, positioned to take advantage of 5G? Because if they're not and they're, you know, poo-pooing it, you may need to start looking at other areas that are going to be growing. You know, what are the, the, the room for advancement, things of that nature. Now, um, with 5G, we're, we've also been talking about autonomous learning. We talk about machine learning. And we're getting to that point now where 5G is going to enable device learning, meaning your own phone. Like, when I pick up my phone in the morning, Siri's going to be like, good morning, Emma. Uh, your coffee's ready, Emma. Or your tea. I stopped drinking coffee. Um, uh, we'll have your shower ready at uh, 98 degrees at exactly 8.05. You know? So you're, our, our, the, the stuff that we use, all the electronics that we have are going to know, are going to anticipate our needs. It's going to, imagine having a butler. Okay, in the house that, that, that won't tell anybody else your business. So think about autonomous vehicles, for instance. So, you know, we're kind of a little apprehensive about it because it's new. And for me and a lot of other people, until all the vehicles are autonomous, I'm going to not feel so safe. 
But autonomous vehicles, they're going to learn everything from which route. So, you know, when we get in the car, we go to Waze. Well, your vehicle's already going to have that programmed in it, so it's going to avoid traffic areas. And then also, it's going to know um, if you like to stop at a certain coffee shop every morning and your vehicle's just going to take you there. So you're going to have to tell it, you know, this morning I don't want to go to XYZ coffee shop. I want to go straight to the office or, you know, things of that nature. Um, AI-powered robots are, will learn on the job and from from each other. So you bring a new robot in, the other robots are going to teach it. Um, they're also going to monitor and manage their own health. Imagine the equipment that you work with. Imagine it ordering its own spare parts in advance, <laughs> okay? So we're not going to have to wait for machines to break down uh, to order new parts. It's going to tell us, hey, we're breaking down. We need to order a new part. So we're, that's going to lead to higher productivity and less unscheduled system downtime. Like, literally, this is going to change the way that we do stuff. Uh, the University of Surrey in, um, in the UK, they're saying that the potential for 5G and AI in home medical care is vividly demonstrated by a living lab for patients with dementia. So now for those elder relatives that we have, 5G is going to be a game changer for how we provide care for them. So um, for people that are, you know, still concerned about, you know, skin color, oh, they're not white or they're not black enough and, and race and things of that nature, like cut it out. We are, we are so far beyond that. Get your, get your mind right, as my friend David likes to say. You need to get your mind right with this stuff um, because we need to start thinking way beyond um, race and those, I feel like it's immature type of things. You know, we were worried about race in the 20th century. This is the 21st century. America is not winning. China is, a lot of other countries are. Uh, we see it playing out globally, what's going on. So here in America, we need to be focused on the future. We need to make sure that we are prepared, not only us, but that our kids are prepared for it. And then for those of us with parents and elder loved ones, make sure that we pull them along with us, okay? So again, stop worrying about that type of stuff. 5G is also gonna pull uh, the rural parts of the world um, and our country, people that don't have access to uh, good internet, things like that, that's all going to be changed. So people in middle America, rural America, what they call the flyover states in the farmland, uh, things like that up in the mountains in the Appalachia, Appalachia? Is that what they call it? Appalachia Mountains? Yes, you will be connected to the big cities. Uh, people in remote villages in, say, Africa or India or China, they too will also be connected to the bigger world. So I'm, I'm really excited about what 5G is bringing. Now, AT&T is going to be rolling out 5G, I believe, in December. You can go online, and I think we may have the actual links. Uh, we'll look at dropping those. But you can see which cities 5G is starting to roll out. Now, you as a human being with a brain uh, should be able to, you know, do some research on 5G. And then just sit quietly somewhere. You know, I was thinking about Mr. Rogers, and I'll have to do a show about him and what he was teaching us that we just didn't get at the time. But Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood, he was encouraging us to actually meditate. He was encouraging us to embrace mindfulness. When you take time to just kind of slow the world down around you, stop taking in all this input, and just give your brain that free space to think without any influences, you know, coming in, then you may be able to connect the dots about 5G and you may be able to see beyond just what you're doing today and start envisioning tomorrow. Um, if you can't, um, I want you to think about uh, Star Wars, for instance. 
the first Star Wars, the one from 1977, uh, we were all impressed when we saw that hologram for the first time of Princess Leia begging Obi-Wan, uh, help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you're my only hope. And we were all like, oh my gosh, what was that? Well, that's coming. Okay, when, we, when we're talking to each other on the phone now, it won't be, you know, FaceTime. <clears throat> it can actually be a hologram, <clears throat> excuse me, that we'll be seeing. I mean, that's what's coming. Uh, it's going to be absolutely incredible. Like, I can be in the living room with my mom talking to her, but I won't be there. That is mind-blowing to me. She used to, when I was a kid, she used to tell me about that. When I was a kid, she used to tell me that, you know, there's going to be phones that we'll be able to take pictures and see each other with. And, you know, we're here today. So, and even our, our little, what do you call this, uh, iWatch, right? Same thing, the Dick Tracy phone. So when we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, I'm going to tell you about a job opening in Washington, D.C., and why I need you to apply for it when we come back on Sensation Station Network. Just sing the song. Do it. And we're here to help with Smart Talk. From programs like this, your nation's urban station, online on SSNATL.com. And we are back on Financial Renaissance with the M's. You are watching us live on Sensation Station Network on uh, Facebook. Um, you're listening to us live on SSNATL.com. Uh, also, I believe it's TuneIn. Um, and you can also um, just go to sensationstationnetwork.com and you can listen to us live. Listen, it is the holidays. The holidays are coming up. And what I want everyone to do, there's a lot of stuff that I think we need to do in this as a country. Um, I think we need to figure out how to get beyond our little, our sets. Uh, what set you claim? Yeah, I'm from the, that West Coast. What set I claim? I claim independence. I don't claim Democrat. I don't claim Republican. I claim let's move it forward. So during the holidays, you know, um, if you can just figure out a way to get along with your relatives or just find a happy medium so that we can all move forward because after this uh, uh, I don't know what to call it, but after, hopefully after what's been happening in Washington, it hopefully it will catapult us forward and make us stronger and united. But I, I'm just so tired and burnt out of, uh, of all the nastiness. So let's use the holidays, one, to come back together, come back to the center um, and, and be nice to each other, if nothing else. Find, find something common to talk about. And then two... Um, you know, let's let's learn how to talk to our elder relatives about um, their finances so that we know where they stand so that their um, retirement planning doesn't negatively impact our retirement planning. So time to have some of those hard to have conversations with our family members, but have it after they are hopped up on tryptophan. That's that little um, thingy in, in Turkey that makes us all really sleepy. Wait till people get sleepy. Give them a, a shot of um what is it, Bulgarian uh, plum wine? <laughs> what was that that we had? You know, heat them right up, give them some wine, but, you know, have those conversations. Um, we have a question from, let's see, Bill Shipley um, from the Black Business Owners Connected, um, wanting to know my thoughts on 5G um, health concern-wise. Now, I've been hearing a lot of things about 5G being integrated um, with us and, 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 and our bodies and things of that nature. Um, I can't speak on it yet because I haven't done my proper uh, research and due diligence on it. What I'm hearing is kind of secondhand information. And, and until I, I dive in, uh, there's nothing that I can do. Now, I know that there's some movements strongly, adamantly against 5G. 
But once again, uh, the, the horse is out of the barn. So now what do you do if it's out of the barn? How do you protect yourself? Uh, the same thing was said also when it came to Bluetooth, when we used to wear the Bluetooth thing around our ear, what was going to happen to us and it impacting us from a health standpoint. We still don't know that. Same thing with holding the cell phones up to our head. We still don't know that. Uh, but we, I do know that there are, the people are looking at some implantable um, wearables, things of that nature. And again, that's way beyond you know, the research that I've done at this point, uh, what I'm looking at are the business opportunities um, for our businesses and for ourselves, things that we can do since we know that this is coming, how do we prepare ourselves for it? So I know that that's not the answer that you're possibly looking for, but that's the best that I have for right now. All right. So, so <clears throat> this week in Washington, one of the things that happened was, um, Speaker, the White House rejected uh, Nancy Pelosi's request to allow Medicare to negotiate drug prices, okay? Now, Donald Trump had said that he, you know, when he was running for president, that that's one of the things that he wanted to be able to do. Here we are two to three years deep into it. Medicare is still not allowed to negotiate drug prices with um, the pharmaceutical companies. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, we're going to dig into our health care and why it's so crappy and how you, 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 you can change it when we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's. Yeah, I don't remember this song, but I know it was from the seventh grade. You're watching uh, Financial Renaissance with the M's on Sensation Station Network, where we like to use jump. That's what it was. I think uh, I forgot the group. But anyway, uh, we we had a throwback uh, music night at our Friendsgiving. DJ Brian burp, 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 was playing like The Clash. Uh, he didn't play The Cure. Um, who else were we playing? Uh uh, gosh, Nickelback? Oh, I didn't even know anybody knew a Nickelback song, but there was one person that knew the name of one Nickelback song. All right, let's talk about what was happening um, this week in Washington. Um, uh, the White House rejected Speaker Pelosi's request to allow Medicare to negotiate drug prices, okay? Uh, that's a big deal. I uh, want to say good morning to Black Wealth Financial Freedom, Black Business Club of Atlanta, uh, Black-owned businesses, uh, black women business owners, thank you. Um, black Black women matter, yes. Uh, black business owners of Georgia and Atlanta, black business owners and entrepreneurs. Yeah. Good morning and thank you for watching us. So, uh, as I mentioned last week, um, we had the um, we had Speaker Pelosi really get denied. Um, the ability to negotiate uh, drug prices. And that's a big deal for all of us because some people are paying are trying to determine or trying to decide between paying um, for their prescription drugs or eating their prescription drugs or a utility bill, their prescription drugs or putting gas in their car. So it, it is a big deal. Um, and and President Trump, when he ran, he said, hey, the, the one thing we're going to do, you know, these drug companies have been screwing over the government. I will not let drug companies screw the government over. Uh, we're going to renegotiate uh, Medicare prices. Well, that still hasn't happened. So one of the things that I'd like you to do, allegedly right now, um, they say that the reason for it is that there is a bipartisan um, legislation pending in the Senate um, for health care. And here's what I have to say about that. Have, if you, have you heard anything about it? 
I haven't. Uh, right now, there's about 900 bills on Mitch McConnell's desk, and some of these can literally um, change our cash flow, okay? So I need you guys to call Mitch McConnell's office and say something to him uh, or your senators. But Mitch McConnell's number is 202-224-2541, and tell them <clears throat> that you want them to do something about our health care. As a matter of fact, we want their health care. So listen to this. There's four positions in Congress that are vacant right now. And Congress is the United States House of Representatives. It's the lower house of the Congress. And with the Senate, the Senate's the upper house, Congress is the lower house. Together, the two of them make the legislature of the United States, okay? Um, now, there's new session started in January, January 3rd, 2019. And the Speaker of the House is Nancy Pelosi. The majority leader is Steny Hoyer. And the minority leader is Kevin McCarthy. Now, you should know Kevin McCarthy's name because he's always coming on TV saying something ridiculous. But you should know Kevin McCarthy's name because the infamous Frank Underwood from House of Cards, that character was based on... Francis Underwood speaking. You understand? All right. Um, then they have the minority whip, which is Jim Claiborne. Um, minority, uh, that's majority whip. Minority whip is Stephen Scalise. He's the guy that got shot when they had that, uh, the baseball game that the Democrats and the Republicans were planning for. And then some guy came out of nowhere and just started shooting at all them. Yeah, that's Steve Scalise. Excuse me. There are 435 voting members of the Congress six non-voting members, and they need 218 votes for to have a majority, right? Um, so some of the things I want you to know about them is that these uh, people in Washington, uh, this is important, they get a salary of $174,000 a year. So again, if you're looking for a job, listen up. The Speaker of the House and the majority and minority leaders get $223,000 a year. Um, and some of the other party leaders get about 193,000, okay? They also get cost of living increases. Now, the members of Congress are automatically enrolled in the Federal Employees Retirement System. That's a pension, okay? A pension is when an employer, our government, puts money in a bucket so that when you retire, you get money and you don't have to do anything in order to take part of that. Okay, um, so they get Social Security, they'll have a part of their pension system, and they're also able to put money away into a thrift savings plan, which is like a 401k plan. Now, members of Congress can retire with full benefits at the age of 62 after five years of service, or they can retire at the age of 50 after 25 years of service. Um, prior to 2014, uh, the members of Congress had basically uh, the same health benefits as all civil servants. Now they have to enroll in the uh, Federal Employees Health Benefits Program, which means that they have to go on the exchange kind of the way we do because of the Affordable uh, Care Act. Now, um, some of these people, uh, again, they are in Washington to do certain things for us right? Their job is to, to make decisions for us. But sometimes it feels like they're not making decisions. They're making decisions based on who they like and what corporations tell them to do. Enough is enough already. They don't have term limits. I think that's something that we should, we should do. Um, but I think that we should also be thinking about running for office. Why would you not want a job that's paying 
$174,000 a year. There's also a travel budget. Um, you're also allowed to, um, they, they have on site in the Capitol, there's an office of an attending physician. So if you're sick, you can go to the doctor um, without even having to make an appointment or anything like that. Uh, it's for current members, not their dependents, but current members of Congress and the Senate, they can go to any hospital and receive uh, emergency medical and dental care um, at military facilities as well, if not at the Capitol. Um, now, each member of Congress or uh, the Senate, they're allowed almost a million dollars uh, to hire about 18 permanent employees. And these members, these employees, their salary is capped at about uh, $168,000. So again, you can be a job creator by bringing in a staff. So you've got about a budget of almost a million dollars a year to hire people to help you do your job so you won't be by yourself. And then each member um, and, and one staffer, um, they'll pay for your trips back and forth um, going back and forth home. Now, you have to follow their guidelines and not do what we see a lot of people do, like take private jets or try to get on military planes. And, you know, there's some kind of creepy things that we see people doing. But, you know, the job of, of working in Washington is important. Uh, a lot of times we say we hate the government, but we are the government. And one of the things I want to talk to government workers about, uh, we had this conversation yesterday uh, about government workers and why is it that, you know, you don't do your job to the best of your ability. Part of why government seems to be so dysfunctional is because people can't get fired. And when you, just because you can't get fired, uh, it doesn't mean that you should do just enough to get by. So if you are a government employee and somebody calls, yes, you may have answered a question 15 times, but the person that's calling, this is their first time trying to get that answer. Give them all the information that they need. You know, in order for us to move forward as a country, you, the government workers, state and federal, are going to have to do a better job. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, we'll look at what's going on with Charles Schwab and TD Ameritrade. SSNATL.com is a Radio 2 Atlanta station which provides a daily mix of awesome hits with smart talk for the smarter listener. Your choice just became clear. SSNATL.com Radio that's not dumbed down. Nobody panics when things go according to plan. Even if the plan is horrifying. <laughs> That's right. Hey, things do go according to plan every once in a while, but you always have to plan for the unexpected. That's what life is all about. You make plans and then our creators just kind of give us what they give us and we just have to, you know, make lemons, uh, make lemonade out of lemons. Listen, uh, you are watching Financial Renaissance with the M's. I am your host, Emma Folks, certified financial planner. You're watching us live on Sensation Station Network on Facebook or listening to us on SSNATL.com or sensationstationnetwork.com. You can go ahead and text us or even call in at 678-613-5857. And you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Emma Knows Money. All right, the holidays are coming up. The stresses of the holidays. This week is going to be one of the most stressful weeks for so many people. I think um, Mondays is usually, this Monday is usually one of the biggest traveling days 
uh, of the year. So just have some patience when you're in the airport. Have some patience. Leave with a little more time. If you're on the road, have some patience. Uh, you don't have to drive as fast. You don't have to stop people from cutting in, in, you know, in front of you. Just give people room. Give people space. Get to your end goal, uh, wh- whosever house it is, safely. We had a young lady that drove down from Chicago last night, right? Um, you know, for everybody traveling, be safe this week, okay, and have patience. But most importantly, on Thanksgiving, this is the time to have the conversation with our elder loved ones about their uh, last third or last quarter plan. Like, mom and dad, you know, what do you want to do for the last 25 years of your life? You know, do you have long-term care? Are you set for retirement? Um you know, uh, are you going to need help with long-term care? You know, look at your cousins. Hey, you know, if we all put money in together, you know, can we buy a long-term care policy for, for granny or grampy or Mima or pop-pop or whatever you want to call that individual. But that's what we need to be doing around Thanksgiving. Think about family, family first, country second, and figure out ways to make our country, mend our country so that we stop being so vicious and ridiculous. I can't stand it. All right. Uh, this week, we I am celebrating today, Small Business Week celebration. Make sure you, if you have the opportunity to buy something, whether it's from a big box store or an online re- retailer, if there's someone in your neighborhood or in your community that you can buy from, the price may be, you know, a couple dollars more, but you are putting money back into your community, and that's what the Small Business Weekend is all about. So if you can, buy local, you know, buy vegetables and things like that from local farms, stuff like that. So figure out how to buy local because it's all about the small businesses. I uh, want to say uh, thank you to the Urban Entrepreneur Group. They just shared um they are sharing our video. Good morning, Robert Payne. Nice to see you again. All right. So there is going to be, again, another sign and symptom. When you see certain things happening in the world, um, well, when I see certain things happening, I'm like, ah, that's a sign. You know, I see little red flags. My spidey senses start tingling. And here's my tingle. So uh, Charles Schwab and TD Ameritrade is looking at merging. So that is going to be a contraction of the financial services market. And this is huge. Don't know if the government will let them do it because uh, they will end up becoming the largest discount brokerage um, uh, company in the area. So recently, Charles Schwab and TD Ameritrade has been on this race to the bottom, you know, charging 0% commissions and things like that, um, all for, for to benefit the consumers. But what's happening is they're going to be kind of blocking out some of the other, the smaller discount brokerage firms, okay? Um, Which I don't necessarily know if that is a great idea. Uh, So the talk between Schwab and um, and TD came because of, again, they decided to go no fees on trading equities, exchange traded funds, and options. And the, the, the race to the bottom is good for the consumers, but you have to always think anytime somebody goes down to zero um, or the prices that we're paying go really, really low, somebody else is being shut out. We saw that when it happened with Walmart. Walmart came around and everybody got excited because you could buy stuff a lot cheaper. What happened to all of our not mom and pop shops? gone. Uh, Same thing with Home Depot. When Home Depot and a lot of these other, you know, uh, big uh, stores came around, what happened to our local hardware stores? Gone. So here we are now. We have TD Ameritrade and Schwab looking at merging. It may be good for the consumer in the short run, 
but in the long run, what's going to happen if they become the dominant player? So I was squeamish about the zero commissions. People were like, oh, you know, are you going to reduce your fees uh, down to zero? Absolutely not. Um, you know, when you're dealing with those type of institutions, you get what you pay for. Uh, I have a staff and I have people that are certified financial planners that actually do financial planning. So we're not going to be lowering our fees or anything like that. But if you um, if you are with one of these brokerage companies and you have some questions, things of that nature, feel free to call our office at 404-633-9952. When we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, we're going to be talking about Cyber Monday deals and shenanigans. If you have the questions, we have the answers. Go to SSNATL.com and click on the contact tab. As much as you like. We're the nation's urban station. Online. SSNATL.com. Energizing a nation. One listener at a time. It's SSNATL.com. Radio that's not dumbed down. What kind of belt do you have? Canvas. You like? <laughs> JC Penny 398. Yeah. Still, still looking out for the CEO of JCPenney, hoping that she can turn that American company around. All right. So when it comes to, um, I was talking about this Charles Schwab and TD Ameritrade merger. Expect more consolidation throughout the industry. We are only in the early innings, and this is according to someone as capital markets expert at Accenture. Okay, we are going to be seeing things. And also, for those of you, the young people that are using robo-advisors, etc., when the market does turn around, you're going to start feeling some kind of way. Don't worry about it. Just give our office a call and we'll we'll walk you through it. All right, so here's some of the best deals. Now, I don't believe in Black Friday, okay? I am... Vietnam, how do you say that word? Vietnam, Vietnamese, Viet, whatever. I am opposed to Black Friday. I believe that people who work in retail are sometimes not the highest paid people in our country. And why do we force the, the, the lower paid people in our country to not have the opportunity or the ability to spend Thanksgiving with their families. It should be a holiday. Therefore, your butt should be home with your family, uh, not in a store. Um, you know, I, I've seen the I've seen the Black Friday videos. I, I oh my gosh, you want to talk about buffoonery? Anybody that's online and rushing to get into a store and putting other people's lives in jeopardy, you got to think about it. A TV, no name brand TV, is not worth the shenanigans. So, I believe in Cyber Monday. Stay home, sip your hot chocolate, put a little bit of whiskey in there or whatever, and just casually, you know, kind of go through stuff. Now, you don't want to buy things online from websites that you're not familiar with. That's how people steal your information. You know, so if you see something on sale uh, that's typically $500 and it's on sale for 100 you know, don't fall for the banana in the tailpipe. All right. So uh, Target is going to have Beats wireless headphones for about $129. Oh, that's cheaper than the ones I have. All right. Uh, Xbox One, they have a Star Wars bundle for $350 that's going to be at Best Buy. Uh, Apple Watch Series 3 at Walmart, $129. And Verizon is giving you a free iPhone 11, um, a free iPhone 11 Pro. And then I think they also give you Apple, that app, uh, not Apple, uh, what's the thing I want? I want the uh, Walt Disney streamer. 
if we can get the Disney streaming <laughs> for Christmas, Trina, I would appreciate that. Samsung is, uh, there's a Samsung uh, at Best Buy 70 inch class 4K for about $1,500 that you can get. And for those of you that are okay with having the Amazon Echo Dot in your house, uh, Amazon has them on sale for $22. You can get an iPad for $250, uh, the small ones uh, from Target or Walmart. And then Microsoft Surface Pro, which I swear by those, Surface Pro 7, that's the one I have, is on sale for $600. <clears throat> Excuse me, make sure it's not the one that is subjected to Flitter, Flickergate. Uh, some of the Surface Pros, um, there's some class action lawsuit. You're going to want to look at that. Um, also at Best Buy, um, uh, you could look at um, uh, des iMac desktops, uh, Airbooks, things like that. That are gonna, they're going to have major discounts on Samsung Galaxy phones, uh, Amazon Fire Sticks. Again, looking at uh, cutting the cord, you may want to look at getting a, a Fire Stick. And then for those of you who are into cameras, the Canon uh, cam, they're, they're going to have Canon camera bundles, and then the J Labs um, Bluetooth earbuds, things like that. So just go online now, and a lot of companies, um, Amazon, uh, Walmart, uh, a lot of these people are doing Cyber Monday deals already now, so you don't necessarily have to wait. That's right. Um, coming up on Financial Renaissance with the M's, we'll have my Emma knows money, my top five news stories of the week, and. Uh, of course, my movers and losers. Don't just sing the song. Do it. And we're here to help with Smart Talk from programs like this. Your nation's urban station. Online on SSNATL.com. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. <laughs> we can all do it. <laughs> all right. By the numbers, what's happening in Washington and all Wall Street? All right. So this, again, looking at Recession Watch, the United States issued $28 billion of new 30-year debt last week. Okay. And uh, the bond carries a 2.35% um, coupon. So again, I told you that they were going to be looking at releasing um, 50 and 100-year bonds at 3%. Well, they just released a 30-year bond at 2.37%. All right, 72% of the investment portfolios um, of the life and health insurance companies were invested in bonds, and only 2% of their assets were invested in stocks. That's There's no growth there. All right, so planning for your retirement years... Medicare covered 50, almost 60 million Americans in 2018. The average Medicare beneficiary spends about $500 a month, so that's about $6,000 a year of out-of-pocket health costs. So even if you have Medicare, so take that, take that 6,000 annually and multiply that times 25. If you plan on living for 25 years after you retire or 30 years, see what that number comes out to. Come out. Multiply 6,000 times 30 for me and let me know what that is when in, uh... All right, then every day There's an estimated of just shy of 11,000 Americans that are turning 65 <laughs> That's a lot of baby boomers. Okay, uh, they the group represents uh, This is the 10th year of 19 years of baby boomers turning age 65. It's a lot of you. All right, no college debt military veterans who have served at least three years of active duty after 9-10-2001, um, they qualify for active duty GI Bill where the veterans tuition and fees payment at an in-state college are paid in full. You got that number? What is it? 180,000. Okay, 
So again, that Medicare cost, what was that, uh, 6,000 times 30? So $6,000 a year times 30 years is $180,000 in addition to your regular retirement dollars that you need to have. All right. Um, the power of the people, consumer spending by Americans has made up an estimated 70% of our $21.5 trillion uh, economy. Conversely, consumer spending by Chinese citizens uh, makes up an estimated 40% of their $14.2 um, uh, trillion dollar economy. So we're spending a lot of money. Uh, I'm not seeing it. Uh, we're, we're doing, I feel, too much consumer spending, but that's a whole other issue of uh, things that I think we need to get into. Um, all right, so looking at baby boomers. Huh. There are 30% of um, some working adults have said that they believe that their career advancement has been stunted because baby boomers have not left the workplace. Here's what I have to say to those Americans. Don't blame baby boomers. If baby boomers all leave the workplace the way they're supposed to, we will suffer from what's called brain drain. There aren't enough of them and the skills that they have for us to uh, take up for it. So find another way of advancing your career. Um, households. Out of the 123 million households in the United States, 30 million of them have no mortgage. Can we give a round of applause to these people, please? All right. So paying your mortgage off early. Thank you. Paying your mortgage off early is a good thing to do because it gives you more uh, capital to do other things with down the road. Um, now, this is a sad factoid. 23% of the homeless population in the United States of America live in California. That's almost a quarter of the homeless population living in California. Now, it makes sense to me when you think about Southern California and the weather, what other place would you want to live in? But that's a lot of people to be living in a state um, and not having jobs. So we're, we're, I think 5G is going to help us somehow, some way, figure out what to do about homelessness and a lot of the other ills that we have, including health care, et cetera, et cetera. So expand your mind, Craig. You know, whatever you need to do to be thinking on a different level, please go ahead and do that. All right. Let's see. What else do we have going on this week? Da -da -da. All right. Um, slow down. 90% of the world's economies are projected to grow more slowly. Duh. We already see that happening all over the world. Uh, don't have to worry about that. And then it says uh, just 6% of the 45 million Americans that have student loans, 6% um, of the people hold 33% of the nation's $1.5 trillion of outs outstanding student loan debt. Um, and this, um, this information was comprised by the Brookings Institute. So again, we, we've got a, an issue with uh, student loan debt, which we know about. We know that that's going to be happening. But um, one of the things I'd like everyone to think about a little bit is who we're going to be electing for president. And the reason that I say that is the United States government keeps telling us in different ways uh, that there's a high probability that there may be um, exoplanetal people or things, I don't know if you call them people, beings out there. And so I want you to think about who you're electing and whether or not that person is knowledgeable about the future um, from the standpoint of understanding technology. If they're knowledgeable about politics, um, how do you deal with people that may be 
<clears throat> or beings that may be coming down from another planet. You know, are they someone that's going to sell out a portion of the population to these beings? Um, are we militarily ready? You know, I, uh, last night we had lots of different conversations about politics. And the beautiful thing about it is that no one got upset about anything until uh, one person said that if they if there one or two people didn't end up in the prime in the um, as the main candidate that they weren't voting. And that's the only thing we got upset about is when someone said that they weren't going to vote. But as we're voting for our new person, I want you to be thinking again into the future. Who is the candidate that's going to be able to pull our country into the future and keep us above everyone else? USA, USA, right here on Sensation Station Network. All about bucks, kid. The rest is conversation. If you're looking for that ratchet, you're in the wrong place. It's the nation's urban internet station, Sensation Station Network. All right, and we are back with uh, Financial Renaissance with the M's, and we're going to talk about my market movers and losers. Hey, there's a company that was a mover and a loser all in the same event. Tesla this week released, um, they're calling it, they used to call it the Blade Runner truck. Now it's known as the Cyber Truck. And uh, Elon Musk had a bunch of uh, country music singers come out and test the truck out and things like that to see if that he can get some, you know, product placement in some of their songs. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, I'm not a country music listener, but my country music fans out there, let me know if you hear anyone singing about this new Tesla Cybertruck. Now, this truck was also supposed to be bulletproof. So while Elon Musk was unveiling this truck, they shot a projectile of some type of metal ball and it it was supposed to have the the truck supposed to have shattered uh shatterproof windows and what do you think happened it shattered the glass and what did elon musk say oh my god <laughs> i wish i could have watched it but hey uh, i'm pretty sure it, it, it's gonna be um i'm pretty sure it's gonna be a great vehicle it looks a little blade runner ish for me uh you can just google it and see some of the uh some of the uh pictures of it but uh i love what elon musk is doing he keeps he cracks me up um the other thing that happened this week quietly uh everything happened quietly because of the impeachment hearing but quietly uh the house committee approved a landmark bill legalizing marijuana at the federal level let me say that one more time the house committee approved a landmark bill legalizing marijuana at the federal level remember i just said that congress is the lower part right of the house of representatives senate is the upper so now it's going to the senate and who is the majority leader in the senate that's right y'all mitch mcconnell so here's that number again 202-224-2541 because mitch mcconnell doesn't want to pass marijuana okay what he did was he passed um a hemp bill last year so the house uh, judiciary committee approved a bill that legalizes marijuana on the federal level and removing it from the schedule one of controlled substances substances act control one substances act are things like heroin and opioids and again if you know anything about the weed you know what happens to people that that partake in it it can be a gateway drug anything can be a gateway to anything if that's your personality or whatever some people are just you know wired to be addicted to stuff but weed 
helps with your bones, helps with epilepsy, helps with um, MS, uh, migraines, PTSD, CTEs, et cetera, et cetera. So some members of the Senate um, expressed concerns that the bill went too far, and they're saying that it is unlikely that it will be taken up in a GOP-controlled Senate. So we can have legalized marijuana on the federal level, which means that you will be able to invest in it uh, legally. If you are in the dispensary or growing part of the business, you will be able to stop putting your money in um, safe houses and have having armed security. You'll be able to put your money in banks. So we need to let the Senate know to pass the marijuana legislation. What they're trying to do is wait till Big Pharma has their hands and their, their little claws all in it before they open it up for the rest of us. So again, you have to pressure the Senate. Find out who your senators are. Just go to senate.gov, um, things of that nature. But you have to pressure them on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, Anywhere that you can reach out to your elected officials, tell them to legalize marijuana and then to let the young men uh, in the urban communities out of jail. We know that marijuana, nobody ever killed anybody because they were high on marijuana. That doesn't happen. All right. So uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell does oppose the marijuana legislation, but you can Google um, how Mitch McConnell quietly, very quietly passed uh, legislation. He wanted them to figure out how to distinguish uh, tests, how to distinguish the difference between hemp and marijuana. So hemp, the hemp industry is going to blow up. With hemp, they used to use hemp back in the day uh, instead of using cotton. So the ropes that were on ships, the sails for ships, clothing that we wear used to be made with hemp. Even paper used to be made with hemp. So there's going to be a little battle going on between the cotton industry and the hemp industry. But again, the legalization of hemp means that we can do a lot of things. There's the CBD, the oils, things like that, that they're looking at regulating uh, because it's going to do our bodies good. So that's just one of the uh, one of the movers and loser things is that weed is going to be legal. We are so close to it. I am very uh, happy about it because one, it will get some people out of jail, and two, it is an economic shift. If you think about what happened during prohibition, and for those of you who are complaining about marijuana being legal, I ask you, did your grandparents uh, bootleg? Were they moonshiners? Okay, I know a lot of older people in this country, and a lot of you have told me stories about your grandparents and the cutout holes in the bottom of the Fords and the Chevys to dump the alcohol when you know the police were behind them, things of that nature. So you know we we can't we can't we can't um, look down at people who are trying to figure out a way to make a living. Okay, um, there are other ways to make livings. Uh, marijuana is not. Uh, I don't. It wasn't a way to make a living back in the day, but now it is. Um, there's all types of things that we can do with it, foods um, and uh, lotions, oils, things that will actually help our body with arthritis. So I am looking forward to the legalization of it because I've, I've always been sick of the stigma. And the reality is marijuana is illegal because Richard Nixon wanted the hippies to stop protesting the Vietnam War. Um, 
it's time to change the the narrative on marijuana and we're so close so what we need is that call to action for you to call 202-224-2541 and don't just call don't ever yell at a senator or a congressman or woman congressperson um, what you want to do is tell them why, or senators, tell them why the legalization of marijuana will be beneficial to you or to people that you know. That's how you help, uh, by giving solutions or telling them how it's going to benefit. Again, I told you earlier about their jobs, how much they get paid, about their medical coverage, their dental, things of that nature, and the fact that they get a pension. They're paranoid about losing their job. If you had that job, you wouldn't want to lose the job. So you have to let them know that, hey, if you legalize marijuana, and we're still going to vote for you, okay? If you don't vote or legalize, vote to legalize marijuana, we are not going to vote for you. Enough is enough. And Canada's making a killing and we're not. Um, and it will also help us with our infrastructure and improve our schools. Our schools are crumbling. You want to look at um, revenues. Where are we going to get revenues from to pay teachers a decent salary? Weed. <laughs> That's where it's going to come from. Where are we going to get new basketballs uh, and, and uniforms for our teams? Weed. Um, if you look at states like Colorado, um, they've, got, they've got it down pat. Look at what they're doing uh, with their education system. If you travel to Colorado, you're going to see construction going on everywhere. Okay, I was in uh, Colorado Springs a couple of years ago, and everywhere I looked, on just about every school campus, there was some type of construction going on because of the revenue from weed. And weed is taxed at about 50%. People don't care. They want it. So if they want it and they're going to pay the higher taxes, let us use those tax dollars because we need it. We've been in, at war since 2001. Our country does not have the money. Okay, um, so if what I want to know what your opinions are um, about marijuana, whether or not you think it should be legalized, I think we're at a over 50% or 60% of the people. Um, again, our elected officials need to hear from you, but I also want to hear from you and know what your thoughts are on it. And it doesn't matter if you partake. I'm asking just about the federal legalization of marijuana and how you think that that's going to impact our economy. All right. Uh, big banks right now are suffering from a liquidity crunch. That is another one of those recession things that we need to think about. Their ability to transfer money back and forth at night is kind of is getting a little tight. So that means that we should be looking towards that recession down the road. Also, Amazon, <laughs> Amazon is suing the Pentagon. Uh, this is this is petty. OK, Amazon is suing the Pentagon because um, Microsoft got a 10 billion dollar cloud contract. So the Pentagon is like, hey, we are, you know, taking on I think they call it an RFP for a bid. Right. They did put out an RFP. Hey, we need a nice cloud service, blah, blah, blah. You know, come one, come all throw in your bids. And Amazon was one. There were several companies um, that were on the list, but Microsoft got a $10 billion contract, and Amazon is suing the government now because of it. Um, I don't know what to say about Amazon, but you guys are being a little bit greedy. Uh, let's see, let's see. Um, Al Gore. Um, Al Gore was talking about climate change. Uh, I don't remember when he came out with that video that a lot of people laughed at. Um, he was he talked about climate change in a way that it, it let some people, you know, we, we clowned him. A lot of people clowned Al Gore about climate change. But here we are today, um, whether you believe in it, don't believe in it, 
um, there's still going to be an economic opportunity because of, you know, quote unquote, climate change. So uh, coming up, we are going to be talking about some of the ways that you can benefit um, from uh, fixing climate change, some of the things that you need to be thinking about. Um, also, if you're looking at retiring and moving, um, I had this conversation last week with some people who want to live on the beach. Um, there's a map that's out now that'll show you that by 2050, which cities are going to be underwater or, and I believe Cairo, Egypt is one of them. Uh, a huge portion of Egypt is going to be underwater. Uh, of course, a huge portion of Florida, huge portion of a lot of places that are, that are near water are going to be under, um, that are near water, um, are going to have to pull, uh, further inward or inland. Um, let's look at, uh, let's see my MNO's money. I'm going to be coming up with our secret sister. Uh, that's a, uh, like a secret Santa type of thing, but it's called secret sister and it could taking part of it can land you in jail. Okay. Uh, the federal government does not believe, uh, that your ignorance, uh, should keep you out of jail because if you take part in it, you're committing a crime. So on my Emino's money segment, I'm going to be talking about that. And then coming up after the break, my top five news stories of the week. This is big business. This is the American way. Shaken, not stirred. And we are back with Emma Knows Money. My top five news stories on Sensation Station Network. Financial renaissance with the M's. All right. So it looks like banks don't know what to do with their branches, um, but customers still want them. So it looks like uh, for customers, you know, we're, we're using our phones a lot more. We're using, you know, the little chat features on our computers. Um, however, when there's a real serious problem, People do not want to, um, they don't want to talk to a chat line or talk to an 800 number and speak to somebody in another country. They prefer to go into the branch and actually speak to a representative. So it looks like banks are having to keep their brick and mortar uh, branches, some of them open uh, for that reason. So certain branches are doing things like um, having coffee or wine and things like that. I think it's a great place to date. If you're still dating, uh, what better place to meet somebody than at a bank because at least you know they have a bank account. That's just my personal opinion on the matter. But again, banks, uh, they don't know what to do with their branches, but the customers are insisting uh, that we that we keep them. And I, I totally understand why. All right. So the state of New Jersey um, is in Uber's pockets big time for $640 million of back taxes and penalties. Why is this? And this is important to you if you're a business owner. They are in their pockets because they're seeing Uber misclassified um, employees as 1099 contractors. So apparently if, if the majority or the bulk of the service that your company provides um, if it's provided by contractors, then they're not contractors, they're employees. So that's something that you need to look at because the Department of Labor is really serious about this. And I had a client of mine, the Department of Labor doesn't doesn't play. And the way that they do things is, is if, if there is an accusation, you pay first and then you prove yourself innocent second, okay? And you may not have $640 million in your bank account uh, if the Department of Labor and the government comes at you. So make sure that in the state that you work in, um, that you have employees or contractors, that you're looking at those laws to make sure that you too are not misclassifying uh, employees as 1099 contractors. Be afraid. 
be very afraid. Climate change is uh, here, according to uh, lots of people. So Al Gore and Deutsche Bank uh, last week, um, they are talking about fixing uh, climate change. And they're also saying that it may be one of the biggest investment opportunities of our lifetime. It's called ESG, Environmental Social Governance. So they're saying that the sustainability revolution has the magnitude of the agricultural and industrial revolutions, but with the speed of the digital revolution. Now, remember, I just talked about 5G and all the changes that are going to come. Well, we possibly have about 10 to 15 years left to slow down the unrepairable damage that's been done because of the fight between science facts and capitalism. So again, don't care whether or not you believe in, in climate change or not. We just have to look at things as they are. Uh, the, again, this horse has left the barn. Unsustainable companies may be losing their licenses to operate in certain states. And also big insurance companies are no longer insuring uh, unsustainable companies. So if you're uh, the you know, if you are in the coal industry, coal is gone again. A couple weeks ago, I told you that Murray Energy filed for bankruptcy. So the writing is on the wall. Pay attention. Do you need to be looking at a new career or, or looking for a new job? No, 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 no. All right, this story is is a crazy one. This is a lady who has had three ex-husbands and a boyfriend constantly try to steal money from her. Um, she, uh, her first husband lost his job and she supported him and, and kept supporting him and said that they needed a house and then tried to get that, you know, she bought the house and they tried to get the house from her. Uh, another husband, I could go on and on and on about this story, but here's what I have to say. If you as a, uh, whether you're a man, woman, whatever in between, um, however you choose to identify, you have to make sure that the people that you're with can hold their own weight financially. And if they can't, then they need to darn sure take good care of your finances and, and the household, okay? But there are no free rides. No adult should be taking care of another grown adult unless they are special needs. If they're not special needs, everybody needs to pay their fair share. So I don't want to laugh at the lady and I'm not going to tell her name, but when I saw the story, it just absolutely warmed my heart. Morning, Shardaya. <laughs> <laughs> that is Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo um, is on the chopping block again because um, it looks like uh, some of their monthly fees, um, service fees, they didn't tell people how to avoid them. So apparently Wells Fargo relied on the employees to communicate to the customers that they needed to maintain a minimum daily balance of $1,500 um, or have a direct deposit of $500 or more um, per month in order to avoid some monthly service fees. So it looks like uh, Wells Fargo is going to be refunding uh, fees to a lot of our um to a lot of their customers. So be on the lookout for that. And when we come back on Financial Renaissance with the M's, my Emma Knows Money, I'll be talking about that secret sister Santa and how to make sure the feds don't come knocking on your door because you are part of some illegal scheme. And we are back on Financial Renaissance with the M's. And I want to say happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Um, I can't believe, you know, we're at the end of the year already, but we are where we are. So make sure that, again, that you hug your families. We, the, tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. If When you see your family members, the ones that you like and even the ones you don't like, give them a big hug 
from me. All right. Uh, this segment of Emma Knows Money is brought to you by Greenwood Wealth Management. Greenwood Wealth Management, making Wall Street work harder for you. All right. So secret sister gift exchange. Okay. So the secret, uh, the Better Business Bureau is warning all of us uh, not to take part of the secret sister gift exchange. Um, number First of all, um, if you don't know someone, you don't just meet a stranger on the internet and because they tell you that if you buy a gift, we're going to buy you a gift and, and it's going to go on and on and on. You have to know that that's not realistic. That's not the way that the world works. So if something seems too good to be true, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between, it is too good to be true. So the Consumer Watchdog Group, um, Better Business Bureau, says that the popular online holiday gift exchange is really an illegal pyramid scheme uh, that first appeared on social media back in 2015. And every year around the holidays, we start seeing posts again, making the rounds on Facebook and other uh, social medias. So it's called Secret Sister. So be very careful, ladies, about this. So the, the scheme is going to kick off with an invitation, either through an email or a social media post for you to sign up for what seems like a great and fun program. And all you have to do is provide your name and address and personal information about a few additional friends. Now, don't provide information about your family and friends to anybody that you don't know, number one. Then they're going to give you a promise of a dozen, dozens of gifts that will be sent to you by all the participants. You know, like you you send a gift, she sends a gift, he sends a gift, he sends a gift, um, and then you're going to get all this stuff. It doesn't work like that. So the scheme spreads as new participants unwillingly invite their friends and family to join. So everybody that's in it first is going to get the majority, the bulk of the gifts. The cycle continues and you're left with buying and shipping gifts to and for unknown individuals in hope that the favor is reciprocated by a stranger. All right. And so you think that you're going to receive a promised number of gifts in return. Um, Unfortunately, it just doesn't happen like that. Just like every other pyramid scheme, it relies on the recruitment of individuals to keep the scam afloat. So once people stop participating in the gift exchange, the gift supply will stop as well and it will leave hundreds of disappointed people without their promised gifts. Now, warnings about this stuff is already circulating on Facebook and other social medias. They're saying, hey, be, be afraid of this. Now, aside from being duped out of your money, okay, Besides being duped out of your money, you can also be the subject subjected to mail fraud charges and identity theft. Let me repeat that. If you take part in the secret sister gift exchange online, you may get hit up by the feds for mail fraud and also identity theft. Okay. So when you're signing up, um, the campaign organizer of this scam is going to ask you for information, your mailing address, email, um, these are these are bits of information that cyber thieves are going to use to expose you to future scams or to commit identity theft. So the, the Better Business Bureau is saying that chain letters involving money or valuable items with promises of big returns are illegal and that those schemes should always be reported. So if you see it, if you see one of those things, contact the um, you can contact the Better Business Bureau. You can contact the FBI. Um, they have a, a um, the FCC, things of that na that nature, or report it to the social media network that you are on. Do not take part in it. Again, I'm telling you now. So on Thanksgiving, tell your family member. You know, we all have those family members that are always looking for an easy way for the come up. 
those are the family members that will get caught up in this and the feds will come knocking at the door because they have committed mail fraud. We do not want that. So that is my Emma Knows Money tip for the week. Watch your dollars. Always make sense. And we are back with Financial Renaissance with the M's. Thank you all for joining us here today on the show. Listen, it's Thanksgiving time for everyone. If you are traveling this week, safe travels. Uh, if you have people coming in and you're traveling around to pick people up, again, uh, safe travels. Have some patience with everyone. And if you have a little extra and you're able to give to someone or invite someone over who uh, may not have family, uh, may not have a connection with their family, you know, open your hearts, open your cupboards, you know, make your kitchen a soup kitchen for the people that you know, because they won't tell you. Uh, and if you have any friends that are suffering from depression, check in on them and invite them over. They won't tell you that they that they are feeling lonely and that they need you. So go ahead and invite them over. Um, after this show, immediately after this show, we have Sensational Smooth Sunday. For those of you that like that smoothed out jazz vibe. All right. And then we have the live exchange with Dr. Pam, uh, Dr. Pamela at 6 p.m. And um, again, as always, um, you know, one heart, one love, you know, let's all figure out how to be good humans and make our ancestors proud. Benjamin's assets income. 